0: okay are we ready yeah okay. welcome to pop to the Lou, where we share hilarious embarrassing heartbreaking and inspiring stories of life with ibd
1: we will hopefully make you laugh cry and probably speechless like sarah is most of the time when i'm telling my stories
0: I wish I had an English accent. Okay. Welcome to episode 10 of Pop to the Loo. This week, we thought we would introduce a new type of episode called something like having a cup of tea with Cass and Sarah or
1: having a cuppa with Cass and Sarah. So you Cass, sound more English than me. I don't think I do. I feel like you have mastered it. You sound more prim, queeny English. I'm like, Queen do you want good? a cuppa?
0: <laughs> Shall we do our mind and gut check in? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah. Well, It's party season, which it's not party season, but you know what I mean? It's Christmas, so everyone wants to drink from breakfast onwards. I'm feeling a little bit tired, a little bit moody. (laughs) What's new? (laughs) A bit dehydrated. Yeah, I need to get back into a routine set because this is getting a little bit out of hand now. Should you wait until January? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I need to start drinking a bit more water, doing a bit more exercise, Eating some better foods and drinking less negronis because yeah, it. I I don't know about you, but it just when I drink, it does mess with my routine massively. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to just getting back into a good routine of of some yeah regular exercise, lots of water. It's difficult, isn't it? Because like these time, this I'm I'm a big believer. This time of year, it's awesome because you see people that you might not often see like throughout the year. Because you do, you have some friends, don't you, that you only see certain times of the year and everything and you know, family and colleagues and all that stuff. And, you know, you're being sociable. Um, but it does take its toll, doesn't it? I mean, I can tell my voice is quite croaky. A <laughs> couple more weeks of this and then I'll I'll be beside myself wanting to just drink celery juice and, and um, start running and doing all that really good stuff for about 12 hours before I get bored again. But no, I'm only joking. But yeah, I just need to get into a better routine because it's... I don't know about you as well. Like, well, case in point... It's your birthday as well. I've got loads of really good friends' birthdays in December and November. Maybe- uh, I don't think you can really blame me for your alcohol consumption No, no, no I'm you're on the other side of the world. <laughs> but, I've, but loads of like my closest mates are Scorpios mm. like me, legends, obviously. <laughs> and are you guys Capricorns or Sagittarius? Uh, I'm
0: Sagittarius.
1: Yeah. So I've got like, these. this is the crude M, the Novembers and Decembers. Like quite a lot of my closest friends have birthdays. So I'm blaming all of you basically. For feeling hungover and run down and bags under my eyes that was really difficult to um, cover this <laughs> morning. Thank God, I've got some filter on Zoom so you can't <laughs> even see them. <laughs> you look perfect.
0: I am not taking the blame, though, unless we're having mimosas together
1: on my birthday. Over Zoom. I am yeah. taking no blame. <laughs> so, yeah, in a nutshell, I think I've said this every episode. So everyone's going to be like, Cass, this is nothing to do with the time of year. This is a little shite. Start your life out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I need, it's, it. yeah, mind and body, and mind and gut check in. I need to refocus. You
0: recognize it. So that's the first step in the process.
1: Yeah, recognize <laughs> it and know what to do and don't do anything about it give great advice to everyone else. (laughs) One step at a time.
0: I'm good. Physically, I'm fine other than exhausted, but we don't moan about that. Mentally exhausted. However, I'm taking a little break this weekend, so that will be good. And I'm hoping next episode, I'll be like, oh, I'm so well rested and I feel great. And like, I'm really hoping I'll get to that point after a few days away. So
1: amazing. You're taking your first holiday since 1974. It's incredible. Exactly. I'm so proud
0: of you. I feel like that kind of rolls into my gratitude though. I am just so grateful for this trip coming up. I think I definitely have needed it. I haven't this year. I don't know how this year went by so quickly. And the beginning of the year, I did have a few trips away and stuff like that, but then in the past, oh gosh, like six months or so, my head has been down. I have been on my computer nonstop all day, every day. I mean, other than the times I obviously go out drinking and eating and whatnot, but I really don't have much of a life to be honest. So I'm looking forward to, yeah, having a holiday. We're going to a hotel that I have wanted to go to for years, like probably since the first time I came to Australia and I heard about this hotel. It's been on my to-do list and we are finally going. The suite looks amazing. The food looks amazing. The spa. Oh my God. We have two massages booked. Ah, life will be good again, at least for the 72 hours that we're there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect, so
0: What's your gratitude this week? I feel like it's going to be good.
1: Wow. <laughs> Just with all the all the outings lately. <laughs> my my gratitude this week is, and I'm gonna rephrase it because my mum listens and she's really upset with every time I say it, but <laughs> my gratitude is that I didn't poo myself on the train on Thursday. So <laughs> take a step back. so I came back from London I was away for a couple of days and oh my god people I was so ill on the way home granted I may have had a couple of Negronis on Wednesday however I believe and I was arguing with Martha about this if she feels Mm. it was the Negronis I still disagree I went to an event on the Thursday I had like gluten-free stuff but we know people that Even though something might be gluten-free, dairy-free, whatever-free, it might not gel with us. And it was really weird, right? So the starters, everyone else had smoked salmon, which I can happily eat. But this gluten-free dish came and it was just grains on a plate covered in loads of sauce. And I was like, this looks like a vegan dish. (laughs) I can have that fish. So I had this like grainy sauce thing, which is a a disaster anyway, in my opinion. And then it was like a Christmas lunch. So it was like a race dinner. But again, I am terrible with any sauce or any gravy, even if it's gluten-free. Like I've had arguments with people about this before, especially chefs. They're like, don't worry, the jus is gluten-free. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It literally will go straight through me. And then I had this like, I'm not good with sorbet or ice cream anyway. Fruits, white chocolate. And then there was some other shit inside this white chocolate thing. <sighs> Mate, honestly, I got to Paddington and I was I was okay. On my way back home to Bristol, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like the train was packed. Oh, my- literally, I was just like, I'm literally about to poo myself. And then I got in the cab on the way home as well. And like, I love talking to cabbies usually. Like, you know me, said chit-chat-chit. <laughs> and us Bristolians are very friendly like we all chat to everyone like all the time and I had a very Bristolian cabbie who was awesome but he didn't stop talking and all I was trying to do was like breathe through this pain (laughs) and like not poo myself and I just knew like any sudden movement I was going to poo myself. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. didn't. And I literally was texting Marth like a complete rundown. Like, I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to shit myself. Then like I got to the loo. Then I was telling her a complete rundown of being on the loo. She's like, so glad you're giving me a rundown. (laughs) And then it was really annoying. She went... I definitely think this is from your Negronis yesterday. And I was like, I definitely do not think it is. It's from the food I've eaten today, <laughs> like really defensive. And then I text her like the last message going, oh, man, my poo looks like a Negroni. <laughs> <laughs> I was really pissed off. Do I get to
0: have um, an opinion in this situation? Yeah. So my take on things. <laughs> oh, I am on team Martha. <laughs> oh, man. I need to get only some because, friends. <laughs> only because I believe it was probably around 12 a.m. my time and I was receiving a text or two play by play of you arriving to said event. No, no, no. You're on your way to the event. I'm um, not too happy with the amount of people in Oxford, or on Oxford Street, um, which is like one of the busiest streets in London, so who would have thought? I like, too loud. At the event. I thought, what was your message? Should I read them to you? They were quite entertaining. You were quite nervous about throwing up on someone whilst there. <laughs> And while I was encouraging you to get through the event, I also may have said that it would be in good story time for our podcast. So I supported you either way. I
1: actually think I texted you saying I walked into the event and someone offered me a glass of wine, and I think I texted you saying, "Yeah, okay, hun, if you want me to puke on your face." <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what yes. else I did think. I never drink coffee like I don't I don't do coffee I remember and that, I yes. was so hungover. all right granted I didn't have a couple of new cronies on Wednesday this is all coming out now what is this <laughs> like confession corner I was so hungover. I went and got a caramel macchiato which is like my old school mm. sugar caffeine hit like yeah all yeah. right granted I hate you so all maybe <laughs> Maybe it was a combination of a couple of Negronis,
0: the coffee, which I did say when you were like, I'm going to Starbucks, I was like, find the washroom before you order the coffee. Um, <laughs> and then potentially the food wasn't the best thing for a hangover, but um, yeah, we're definitely going to have to put the blame on the Negroni.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm Fine. Sorry bastards a lot of you i'm not telling any of you now i'm drinking anymore <laughs> and i'm just gonna wake up and say oh my crohn's disease is really playing me up today and hopefully get some sympathy because i clearly don't get anything from anyone else <laughs> to be fair actually so craig obviously <laughs> another shout out for you because we love you so craig is obviously driven to fight uk check him out i, I actually WhatsApped craig a picture of my negroni at like 2:30, and even he said god it's a bit early mate <laughs> We've all been there. On a Wednesday. (laughs) Every check-in is making me seriously question myself. Anyway, that's only taken 40 minutes. (laughs) Moving on. No wonder your editing takes so long, babe. Oh my God, I know.
0: Moving on, we also wanted to do a bit of a reflection on IBD Awareness Week, which took place from December 1st through to the 7th. And we actually learned quite a bit. Considering we've both had these diseases for a little while now, but we really appreciated the amount of people that were sharing information and there was quite a few side effects that we didn't actually even realize related to IBD. I mean, there's the common side effects that I would assume most people are aware of if they do have it like abdominal pain, rectal bleeding, depending if you have Crohn's or colitis, urgent bowel movements.
1: Or too many new cetera. gronies. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did see some posts about trigger foods and foods that like upset your stomach when you have IBD and coffee and alcohol were definitely listed on each and every one of them. So of course I just ignored those for the most part and moved on quite quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't like, nope. <laughs> have you noticed we didn't share those on our Instagram page?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. It would be, I mean, we are pretty hypocritical, but that would just be next level if we, Told people not to drink or drink coffee. Oh my God. I have like, I'm up to six or eight shots a day, depending on how the day's going. So
1: I don't know how you do that. It, I literally feel so ill when I drink coffee. Like, constantly i can't function without it <laughs> well luckily as well if it wasn't for your espressos we wouldn't be able to record i don't think
0: honestly i uh i just had a coffee at 5 p.m it's now at
1: 7 d- yeah, how do you definitely. sleep though if you drink espressos that late
0: remember i've literally woken up had a latte i love lattes uh with two
1: shots and gone straight back to bed It's insane. It's like my superpower. (laughs) To be fair though, I I can drink green tea quite late. I've tried to to stop it just to kind of contribute to good kind of sleep hygiene, but I am able to, I think maybe it's just because your bodies are used to it. If I do go up to eight shots in a day, which is quite a bit, I will get like anxious and
0: it will be counterproductive because I won't want to sit still. And obviously- for everything i need to do i need to sit still on a computer so i'll sign note of my caffeine addiction Those will just add it to the list another one
1: that we have. Yeah. <laughs> another addiction we need to concentrate on <laughs> we're gonna have like addiction counselors reaching out to us next year to be fair we probably should have i'm gonna have like relationship <laughs> therapists knocking on our door <laughs> and aa
0: <laughs> babe i think that goes for both of us with the uh, relationship therapist, at least according to Sam. Although I did get a voice note from a friend of mine who was like, you know what? Your dating stories are pretty fucking entertaining. And I was like, thank you. Like, cause she obviously heard the episode and how Sam was moaning about it. And she's like, I enjoy yours. Mine are boring. Yours are actually quite entertaining. I'm like, I know. I exactly. love it. We will not be sharing any of them on this podcast. Apologies.
1: (laughs) We are just going to leave those to Cass.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Additional symptoms, however, circling back to IBD, what this podcast is actually supposed to be about. (laughs) More general symptoms that can be associated with IBD as well, which some of these did shock me. So we have a fever, loss of appetite. I mean, obviously. Uh, Weight loss, which I think is more common in Crohn's disease than it is in colitis. Fatigue. I didn't realize that fatigue was such a common symptom, even when you're in remission, which kind of made me feel better because I do question sometimes. I'm like, how am I so bloody exhausted all the time? And I saw this stat on a UK site. We'll link our references in the podcast description. Uh, research shows 86% of people with active IBD report fatigue and even remission, 40% say fatigue is their greatest concern. That's insane, isn't it? It's crazy. Like 40% of people. So that one actually really surprised me and also made me feel better because sometimes I question if I'm just like not eating the right foods or doing this or that wrong, made me feel better for sure. And night sweats, which I have had so often. I haven't had them in a while, but I did have them quite frequently through one stage and I could not understand what was happening. I thought it was previously when I was on medication, I thought it was a side effect of medication. But then even once I was off, I was getting them for a period of time. And I was like, what is going on with me? it was absolutely horrible. Like to the point that I would wake up in the middle of the night and have to change my sheets and sleep on the other side of the bed because okay. it was just drenched. It was so bad. But I feel like you said something about this. Was it the fever related because of the inflammation in the body?
1: Because you usually have yeah. a fever when your body is fighting something. So it does make sense that you would be getting sweats or or a, or a, temp- or a body temperature that's not being regulated consistently. If you think about our bodies, how we react to illness, virus, disease, whatever, it does make sense. But again, I think it goes back to that, and I obviously can't speak on behalf of everyone, but when we live with a chronic illness, I guess we get so used to symptoms that either we don't think of them as symptoms anymore. I certainly haven't with these symptoms that I was reading about at, during Crohn's and colitis week. And they're so... Transferable as well, aren't they, in relation to other things that might be going on in your life, but maybe you don't associate them with your chronic illness sometimes. And actually they are. They're they're yeah. a complete result of our chronic illness that we're living with. So yeah, it was it's really weird because I know you and I said, sir, when we went through some of these symptoms, we didn't realize the stats of the additional symptoms that don't involve our gastro. We didn't realise how common they were. But when we broke them down and started talking about them and just having a think about them, they all make sense in relation to yeah. our IBD. One of
0: them actually related to women is a loss of a normal menstrual cycle, which I had for a while. And I'm not going to lie. I was quite happy about it. Why um, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, right before I went on all of the heavy medications that kind of stabilized me, I was losing so much blood because of the disease. My period more or less stopped, like it went down to barely a day. And I was like, thank God there's some kind of perk to this. (laughs) I'm being so sick that I just, yeah, I wasn't really getting it. My period's quite normal and it's usually. It's probably an overshare, but it's usually like four days. And an
1: overshare? Are you for real? <laughs> I think we're well past that.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, going down to one day. I wish um, of all the symptoms I could have with IBD, that would be the one to keep.
1: We'd well, save some bloody money. I'm telling you this for sure, right? I have had a coil forever. It's been my personal favorite contraception. And I had it taken out this year because I just kind of wanted to go a bit natural, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I felt such an oldie. I actually, just to make everyone laugh, I had my coil taken out on the Tuesday. Within 48 hours, had the heaviest period ever. It was just like, um back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like, like a grand yeah. entrance. And I was in london i think i was again strolling down oxford street in the worst possible place i could be went to buy some tampons and i i did a really old thing how much (laughs) because i haven't had to buy tampons for like ever Mm -hmm. they're really freaking expensive I honestly it's insane anyway that's just a bit of a side note so yeah
0: I think that, oh, I could be wrong. I feel like it was probably potentially the Canadian government that has stopped taxing feminine products, I hope. Amazing. And they're free in New Zealand, aren't they? I don't know. They should be. They should be free everywhere, but let's not get into that. I do think there should not be any tax on feminine
1: hygiene products.
0: Yeah, they're super
1: expensive. I don't. I'll tell you what England does, which I think is quite cool. So obviously I work in healthcare. And so quite a lot of the people I work with, Um, sometimes require food bank parcels what they do do now which is great is they do put feminine hygiene products in these food parcels which i think is amazing because actually if you have no money and you know you're a female or you have children of you know menstrual cycle age um it can be a really expensive outgoing for your family so yeah. yeah i've noticed now they put these kind of products in with you know your kind of food staples which i think is awesome
0: Good. Definitely. So there are quite a few other symptoms as well that aren't related to your GI tract, which includes eyes. So like redness, pain, itchiness, which I have experienced. I feel like I'm going through all of these and being like, Oh, I've had that. I've had that, (laughs) but I did have severe eye problems at one point where my eyes, the doctor just said they were so dry and I was losing my vision. It was absolutely horrible. So he put me on some eye drops, and how you had to get this special heating pad to put over my eyes morning and night, and do this like massaging technique and everything. But at the time, the doctor, the eye doctor, what are they called again, babe? We had a discussion <laughs> about this the other night. Sarah I thought they were word. called.
1: What did you think they were called? <laughs> Optometrist? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> Taking me side again. <laughs> but the point is, a
0: doctor, the eye doctor. He never made the link between IBD and my eyes being so dried. And I just assumed it was because I spend so much time on a computer, but it was getting quite bad. I remember Sam making fun of me and he's like, you're like a bloody 80 year old. Like,
1: How do you have so many health problems? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Now you do. Don't yell at me. (laughs) It's interesting though, though, the eye symptom, because that Mm. for me, Sarah, as you know, was the biggest shock for me because I didn't realize that one in 10 people had problems with their eyes who had an IBD. And That's I was really, a high what, number. it's weird, because I was shocked. And then again, when I scratched the surface, actually thinking about health in general, I wasn't that mm-hmm. shocked. Because if you think about it, eye health is a real indicator of a lot of health, like oral health is. Mm-hmm. And if I think about work work, a lot of people I work with are on on antipsychotics. And there's a there's a massive link with new antipsychotics and diabetes due to a variety of reasons. So we work oh. with a lot of people who are diabetic. And obviously, we do loads of promotion and awareness around eye health. You know, it does make sense when you kind of think about it logically. Yeah. But one out of 10 people, that's insane. Oh, and I bet lots of people don't get their eyes tested regularly, which you should do, people. You should do smears, testicles, eyes. And teeth. These are the things I always zone in on people. I do. Got to get these tests done. They're really important. But I bet people don't get their eyes tested regularly, but they don't.
0: Yeah. I did as a kid, but I haven't in years. Yes. Yeah, see, that's what I mean.
1: Home. So I get mine done every two.
0: That's smart. Another one is issues with your mouth like getting sores and canker sores I believe yeah which I had absolutely no idea I've never had that symptom have you
1: I used to have really 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 bad mouth ulcers so along the sides of my mouth which were really really painful and oh, bloody hell guys you know when you like you can't eat a lot because you're about to shit yourself and then your mouth starts playing up so you can't even <laughs> chew anything you're like for the love of god but I remember it being really really sore and I remember my mum buying me this horrific mouthwash which was just like death in a bottle which you would just swizzle around and it would just sting and then you were like cheers mum this is great and then my grandma in all fairness this was this really worked and I would recommend this to anyone you know cloves that you put in like mulled wine Yeah. yeah 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 so my grandma she was a bit of a badass she used to if any of us like us cousins um used to have a uh, toothache she would literally sounds really like abusive bit it wasn't she literally like pin you down and shove some cloves in your mouth to chew <laughs> and but in all fairness it it would get rid of your toothache and so when I had mouth ulcers she would do the same and it worked yeah which is I'm assuming with cloves, it's got some kind of natural anti-something properties I'm not going to Say what I think it is because I haven't got a clue. But I
0: feel like now is a really good time to remind everybody not to do anything that we suggest (laughs) without talking to somebody that knows (laughs) what they're talking about. So do not hold us liable if you start chewing on cloves and something goes wrong. This is not a health
1: podcast. I really hope that everyone (laughs) realizes this at this point.
0: We are here purely for your entertainment. We will not be giving out any advice whatsoever for you to take seriously. Do your own research
1: <clears throat> how interesting is this sorry i'm still googling guy <laughs> Go i'm sorry this has to be put in because this is really interesting to Can myself obviously yeah um since the 19th century cloves have been one of the many essential whatever's to be used in root canal therapy and to treat abscesses huh
0: Interesting. Your grandma was onto something.
1: She was. She was a doctor and didn't even know it.
0: <laughs> That's really interesting though. I have some in my cupboard and I kind of want to chew on one just to see what it tastes like. I mean, I no, they taste great, mate.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, okay. chew on so it, it unless you <laughs> I absolutely have to. I know you're associating it with mold wine, but does not taste like mold wine. <laughs> Another symptom, and I don't have you had this one. So joints, pain and swelling. I don't think I've ever had any problem with uh, my bones in general at all, which is really fortunate because I know... With with IBD, we naturally can have lower levels of vitamin D, can't we? But I've been yeah. super, super touch wood, super lucky. So I've been really, really fortunate playing sport. I've still been able to play sport. I've still been super active. I think it's um it's a difficult one with joint pain, isn't it? Because it can be caused by so many different things.
0: Another one was skin issues. So like tender bumps, painful ulcers, rashes and sores. I have horrible skin. I love the skin tone, my skin tone. I mean, I am very blessed with that. Thank you, mom and dad. I know you're listening, but my actual skin, I have always had issues since I was a kid when we we used to live in Jamaica in the winters and I would come home after playing outside and be covered in hives and they never figured out what it was because I mean, I was out playing in nature, it could have been anything. But it's continued. And honestly, probably every couple of weeks still, I will get like a random rash of hives because I've always had an issue with my skin being really sensitive to literally everything, the sun, heat, air. I never actually linked any of it to IBD, but I I definitely think it could be potentially at this point because Lord knows I'm not outside playing in the nature in Australia because I'm
1: terrified
0: of nature.
1: (laughs) if you ever see Sarah outside in nature call the police (laughs) (laughs) she's probably in danger (laughs) she has been (laughs) kidnapped there is something seriously going wrong same as you Sarah so I don't know how interlinked this is with my IBD but my skin on my face and body is super super sensitive Mm. yeah my skin on my face is more sensitive than my body but if I use kind of harsh um Uh, washing tablets or washing powder or anything, my, my skin will just go. Um, So I'm really, really conscious about what I use with that. And also, I mean, you know, I have terrible, um, not as much anymore, but I used to have terrible flare ups with my skin on my face. Which, as we know, is a really, really horrible thing to be experiencing. And it's it really impacts your confidence, doesn't it? And it's just horrible yeah. because we all know, everyone listening, when you have like a flare-up on your skin, all you want to do is cover it, cover it, cover it even more. And we know that's like the worst thing we can do as well. So mm. I have to be really mindful about what I put on my skin. And I, I pretty much use the same products for years now because, yeah, my skin can just be a nightmare. I think I have noticed if my stomach's quite bad, and I and I'm naturally kind of malnourished and probably dehydrated, my skin will flare up. It used to be quite hormonal as well. So even when I didn't get periods, it was quite um hormonal around my chin, where that's kind of always linked to your menstrual cycle. But yeah, I've mm-hmm. I've often had really inconsistent skin for a long time and I know how. Frustrating. And it's a real shame as well, isn't it? Because, you know, people are like, uh, a bit like the food thing as well, isn't it? You should be eating this. Like, I've always had people tell me what to use on my skin. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that natural oil. Um, but people do, oh they, they they tend to tell you, don't they? Like if you've got sensitive skin, like I cannot use anything that has any oil in it whatsoever because my skin, you could literally fry some fish and chips on my skin. It is so oily. So any of these really natural, like amazing looking products, if I ever put them on my skin, it just goes crazy. And I've been in like situations before where, you know, who I'm dating, like at the start has bought me some really like, lovely kind of skin products I'll never forget this is quite funny I'll never forget when I was dating someone once you know this sounds so ridiculous you know at the start you like snog quite a lot do you know where I'm going um, with this? for
0: anybody outside of the
1: UK that means kiss oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that could have gone one way or the other so yeah <laughs> snogging yeah like kissing blah, blah, blah. you know when you actually get on with someone right at the start yeah. and they're not getting in a tits and you actually <laughs> you know you're kissing so I remember me and him would like we're kissing loads because we were at the start before we got on my tits obviously and I had like a rash on my chin <laughs> where we've been smooching so much like we were 15 again and I remember he bought me like a really fancy cream as like a like as a joke but also as a like oh here's so many fancy lovely cream and I cannot put that on my chin so I just use it as hand cream but I forgot <laughs> I forgot uh that I'd, I had it in a bag and I was so used to like popping it on I was at his house and he was like Cass why are you using it's obviously quite pricey why are you using that as hand cream then I had to like tell him like my skin's so sensitive like if I put that on my chin we'd have a situation that is an awkward situation I
0: feel like skincare buying skincare for Somebody like as a gift is a little risky. Um, yeah. You don't know their skin type that well. Poor guy though. He tried. It was a solid effort and it's good for your hands. Hands age really quickly. So at least your hands won't age. Look at those beauties. Look at this. <laughs>
1: Just, yeah. So, uh, I know he's
0: listening. So thanks for the fancy hand cream, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually had quite a few conversations about skincare because my skin was bad as a teenager. And then when I was flying nonstop, my skin got quite bad. And I think it was just my facialist actually said she related it. Cause I was like, what is going on? Like, why, why is my skin so bad at the moment? And she tied it back to flying and the bad air and the lack of sleep and dehydration and everything. I found acid peels saved my life. I had quite a few of them and literally since then, that was probably about a year ago that I had my last one and my skin has been so much better. So I'm completely with you. I cannot do oils. I've spent money on the lush products and so on and can't do it. So now I stick to acids and like really hydrating, great night creams and stuff like that. But definitely I think both of us would agree. 100%. Acid are the way to go.
1: If anyone out there has problematic skin, I'd always recommend to go and get it checked out by someone anyways, like a dermatologist mm-hmm. or something. But I'm with Sarah, so I started getting acid peels with a dermatologist. And then they actually, like fair play to them, recommended something I could just purchase mm-hmm. and they said Cass you can probably just do these on your own now like fair play to them and I did ever since same as you said, so I do a, a acid peel it's like a glycolic acid peel every week and, and I swear that keeps my skin at bay I really notice it if I don't do, do them every week they are obviously quite strong so I, that's why I always say you know I'd always say go to a dermatologist first and make sure that your skin's okay with them because you have to build them up as well I don't know if you did that as well said like I started on like one minute and now I do like a seven minute peel every week and you shouldn't really do them you know that regularly I think one a week is actually okay and obviously the the acid peels that you buy um, online or you know in shops and stuff they are quite low percentage as well so they're safe to to have on your skin and neutralize yourself etc but yeah I absolutely love them but I'll tell you what I used to do with my acid pills there which I don't do anymore mm. because the acid I use is a little bit Uh, less stronger because i don't need it i used to use and and my grandma taught me this as well put my acid peel on and then to neutralize it i'd use bicarbonate of soda and bicarbonate of soda back in the days to be like an old school cleanser i had no idea yeah so you just pop it in put some water and then just pop it on and that's what would neutralize the acid but the one i use now is quite weak so you can neutralize it just with water i feel like we might actually use the same peels at the
0: moment they're quite good maybe a little link those in the description as well. Just in case anybody's interested again, do not do what we say, do your own research. (laughs) Let us us know if you do do it. how it went for you since we're on the roll of giving recommendations should we recommend some products that we use when we're in pain or not feeling great
1: do you have any other products that you really love related to ibd i think my absolute go to has to be peppermint tea for my stomach when i literally can't eat if i'm really dehydrated if i can't move because we know you can't move you <laughs> you just can't do anything I think my peppermint tea has been my absolute saviour. I absolutely swear by it. So peppermint tea, hot water bottle, can't live without my hot water bottle. And I just, I take lots of baths as well. So I love my baths Mm. with, loads of bubbles and loads of Epsom bath salts. They're my absolute go-to for just chilling the frig out. And I've always got my candles burning because I just find them really relaxing and they just kind of zen my place out.
0: As much as we joke about being so different, we are so like, I'm obsessed with candles as well. Peppermint tea, actually, I feel like a doctor recommended it at one point to drink more peppermint tea and fennel. I find fennel tea helps with digestion a lot. I was on a fennel kick for a very long time. Also, there's these period patches that you can get for, um, well, period pain, obviously. I think it's called B-U, like B-E and then Y-O-U. And I found those help, not when I'm in extreme pain by any means, but I do find they help with cramping from my IBD. They smell quite strong, but I don't care when I'm in pain. And I definitely really like those. I'm assuming you can, it's kind of like those muscle relaxing, heating and cooling patches that you can buy. So if you don't want to get the period ones, I feel like the other ones, like just the basic ones that you get from the pharmacy slash drugstore slash boobs, whatever country you're in. I find those really help. And then also there's this essential oil and I rub it on my stomach and it really helps as well. Similar to the patches, but just an oil instead of having like a sticker on all day. That helps quite a bit. I actually had my mom send some over from Canada last time a friend came to visit because I love it. I think those are my main go-to. I do like a heating like a hot water bottle as well when needed. But there's actually this new product, which I haven't tried that I'm quite curious about. It's like these stickers that give not an electric shock,
1: but edit this (laughs) now.
0: I'm going to send it to you. Hold on. Actually, my cousin had something like this for muscle pain at some point a long time ago. And now they have one for specifically bent for your stomach, but it's these patches that you put on either your stomach or your back and then it sends some kind of like nerve stimulation technology as i call it mm-hmm. and it's supposed to interrupt the pain signals from before they travel to your brain oh wow so yeah i actually i do really want to try it it uh, could you idea-proof. um could you
1: film yourself and then upload it on instagram
0: absolutely not <laughs> um <laughs> standing there in my underwear with this like these patches on me like it said yeah, you had
1: all in one onesie and then you could do it and then you're all covered up what do you reckon
0: oh you want my face or you want my body we
1: well, just i'll do my don't... face there you I'm go i'm just not doing my. okay Did you just test the electric shock product that you're recommending <laughs> today we've recommended acid peels <laughs> cloves and electric shocks <laughs> can't wait to catch up next week <laughs> Well, we will have no listeners worldwide.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like these are great recommendations.
1: It's just the way you summed Ooh. it up there. So they give electrical shocks. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I am linking it in the description. Let me know if
0: you try it because I need to prove Cass wrong. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, no, it looks wicked. Definitely really? link mine. Okay, so the actual sum up of the show today... <laughs> Really hope you've enjoyed your cuppa with myself, Cass, and Sarah, chatting absolute shite as always. Hopefully, we've kept you entertained and hopefully, we've given some recommendations to some of the stuff that's really, really helped us when we are experiencing not just gastro symptoms, but other symptoms that we experience from our IBD. Thanks so much for joining us. And we really, really look forward to catching up next week when we are doing our Christmas episode. Love you guys, lads.
0: Love you.